All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. This is going to be a Sunday night special. Of course, I'll be going over the NFL. We got some news to go over, especially pertaining to Mr. Antonio Brown. I'll be going over all the scores from today as well as uh, some injury reports as well. And then we're going to be talking some MLB, too, to wrap everything up. We're going to be going over all the scores from tonight some news there as well and of course we're wrapping everything up there with the standings of course the end of the season the end of the baseball season is upon us so uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that as well let's get into it with some nfl news of course the big elephant in the room ab has officially retired as of today for now at least uh he announced to uh, he announced his retirement via twitter of course he also took some shots at big ben shannon sharp and also robert Kraft. again he uh he brought up some uh, old news, uh, some old sexual uh, assault allegations between Big Ben and Shannon Sharp, just to kind of point them out uh, because of his recent situations. Of course, his his new situation is out, out of pocket, though. Of course, we already know about him group texting one of the victims on some real retarded shit. So, again, I don't know what he's getting after Big Ben and Shannon Sharp for. Again, he's the biggest dummy I've ever seen right now. Uh, he claims the NFL still owes him $40 million, but, of course, he was he was released from all those uh, teams. Of course, I'm pretty sure that there's stipulations within those contracts that if they release you for whatever reason, uh, you, again, you forfeit that money. So, again, he didn't do his homework. Uh, he thought it was gonna be everything was going to be handed out to him. And it wasn't. He was recently released by New England, of course, for threatening the recent accuser, one of his more recent accusers, of course, uh, who put out a story uh, earlier this week on, uh, of course, uh, SportsIllustrated.com. Like I said, this is referring, this is going to that same situation about the group text. That is the victim there. Uh, of course, I don't know who, who was in his camp, you know, who encouraged him to send those messages. I don't know who, uh, you know, who thought to. I don't know. I don't know how she gets included in the phone. I guess he was. She was still there as a contact in the phone. I guess. Uh, but again, I mean, who's not? I mean, I don't know, dude. I, again, this is a this is a silly situation. Honestly, um, well, it's it's kind of serious for him because again, he had a he had a chance to get thirty million dollars, uh, some generational wealth possibly for his family and himself, and uh, instead of just you know. Uh, you know, bearing with it, staying with a team like the Raiders, uh, even even giving a giving a uh, giving the Raiders at least a year uh, of his services. Of course, it was just a one. It was a it was a small time contract. Uh, Could have flipped it or whatever. Could have asked for more money or uh, in the offseason or whatever. But again, he I guess he called himself wanting to play for a better team, a winner, so on and so forth. So he forced his way out of Oakland, just like he forced his way out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but now all that stuff is catching. Away. With him he's trying to force his he try to force his way possibly onto some women and uh, again whether or not that didn't happen he did not do himself a big favor in terms of credibility by threatening the main victim so again he's out of the nfl for now we will see what happens in terms of well there have been uh, there has been a rumor that there are some a few teams uh interested but again there's a possibility that that doesn't matter because he could be placed on the uh the commissioner's exempt list by roger goodell so again 
this this story is over for now and i'm done talking about ab so there you go let's move on we have some injuries to talk about we're going to start off in philadelphia the eagles lose an offensive lineman and their defensive end uh they lost them both this afternoon uh versus the lions the starting left tackle uh jason peters went down in the first half with an illness like i said versus detroit uh, and as i also but the, the cold part is his backup uh andre dillard will come in and also take a knee injury so they are currently down to their third string left tackle Halapolivati Vati. Uh, now, not too much is known about him, uh, but again, like I said, for the time being, uh, he will be the starter. Of course, he finished yesterday's game as well. Uh, the Eagles did end up losing that game. We'll be going over that in just a little bit as well. The defensive lineman, uh, Nick Barnett, would suffer an injury, an uh, ankle injury in that game as well. So, no. Uh, timetable on his return yet either uh but as far as a left tackle is concerned at least the starting left tackle there in philly uh jason peters uh, he went out with an illness like i said so uh he'll probably be better at some point uh during the week he should be ready for next week uh for week four uh, but let's move on we got to talk about another nfc east member here jordan reed of the redskins the pro ball tight end has suffered numerous concussions throughout his career and the most recent uh he suffered in the third preseason game versus the falcons uh has kept them from the playing field this entire season and it seems to be uh, very serious and it's actually career threatening as well he has not passed any concussion protocol since the start of the season and it's looking that it might uh well he might not get a chance like i said he might not get a chance to play again because of this uh last season he would have 45 catches for 499 yards and three touchdowns and over the course of his career he's had 329 catches for 3371 yards and also 24 touchdowns uh moving on we have one more injury to talk about and again this is going to be in the nfc east as well uh to saquon barkley uh the running back uh suffered a high ankle sprain in uh in actually today's win versus tampa bay of course the giants were able to get their first win on the year uh thanks to daniel jones uh he injured his uh oh for barkley though he would injure his ankle in the second quarter he will have an mri on monday but the x-rays of course showed no breaks uh currently this year he has 237 rushing yards he also has a touchdown on the ground and also he's averaging 6.4 yards per year per carry so he's very effective right now for the giants of course especially with that new uh, quarterback find his way into the rotation he also missing a couple receivers as well that would definitely help him out uh that being daniel jones and that is uh cody latimer who's missing some time with some concussion uh issues and then you also are missing Missing, uh, well, the Giants are missing uh, Golden Tate, who's serving some time for his suspension. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a up uphill climb for Daniel Jones. Uh, hopefully, Saquon Barkley isn't out for too long. But let's move on to the scores from this Sunday. Uh, we're going to get right into it with da Dallas getting their third win on the season, this time against the Dolphins. An easy win here. Uh, they're 31-6 at the final score here. Of 
course, the Dolphins remain uh, winless on the year. For the Dolphins on offense, they were led by quarterback Josh Rosen, who went 18-39 for 200 passing yards. On the ground, they were led by running back Kenyon Drake, who would have 44 rushing yards. Through the air, they were led by uh, Preston Williams, who led all receivers for the Dolphins with four catches and 68 yards, and also Devontae Parker. He would have three catches and 56 yards. On defense, the, Dolph uh, the Dolphins were led by Sam Equivoen, uh, who had eight, uh, eight total tackles, and also linebacker Bobby McCain will go on to have four total tackles in the game, as well as an interception. For the Cowboys, offensively, of course, they got led by Dak uh, Prescott, who went 19-32 for 246 uh, yards. He also had two touchdowns in the air. He also threw for an interception, but he also had a rushing touchdown as well. For Zeke, he would have 125 rushing yards, and uh, the backup, Tony Pollard, uh, he had 103 rushing yards and a touchdown. In, in the air, uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper will lead the way, actually lead all receivers with six total catches for 88 yards and also two touchdowns. And on defense, the, uh, the Cowboys were led by linebacker Jalen Smith, who had 10 total tackles, and also defensive back Chidobe Awuzie, who had eight total tackles. Up next, you got the Bills pulling off another win to go 3-0 on the year. This time, they got a win against the Bengals. 21-17 is the final score there. Up next, we had the Lions uh, getting the job done against the Eagles. Of course, we talked, we mentioned this one before, uh, but the final score to this one is 27-24. The Lions go to 2-0 and just with the one tie on the year, that being to, of uh, course, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So at this point, the Lions are still undefeated. Go figure. And for the Eagles, they are currently one and two. Let's break the stats down for this one. On offense, the Lions were led by quarterback Matt Stafford, who went 18 to 32 for 201 yards. He also threw for a touchdown as well. Running back J.D. McKissick had 44 rushing yards, and running back Carryon Johnson, who's normally the starter, he would go out to have 36 yards on the on the ground yesterday. Uh, well, today slash last night depending on when you're listening to it and also he would go on to have a touchdown as well through the air they were led by wide receiver matt jones who had six total catches for 101 yards and also a touchdown defensive back Quandre diggs will lead the lines on defense with six total tackles defensive end Trey flowers would have eight total tackles and a sack and linebacker christian jones would also have six total tackles and a sack and on special teams they were able to get a touchdown a kick return touchdown from jamal Agnew. On offense for the Eagles, they were led by Carson Wentz, who went 19 36 for 259 yards and two, touchdown, uh, two touchdowns. Running back Miles Sanders would get 53 yards on the ground and also 73 receiving yards. Jordan Howard would also run for a touchdown as well. And wide receiver Nelson Aguilar was, would lead Philly receivers with eight catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And on defense, the Eagles were led by Ronald Darby, who had six total tackles and linebacker Zach Brown, who also had eight total tackles. And uh, let's move on. We got the uh, AFC, we got the easy AFC East Invitational with the Patriots getting it done against the Jets, 30 to 14. Not too much to say here. Jets suck. Patriots. They're still good. Uh, moving on, we had the Colts getting a good win against the Falcons, 27-24. to My Raiders take another loss, their second loss on the year. Uh, this time to the Vikings, 34-14 to is the final score there. 
All right, we got the Ravens getting it. Uh, actually, Ravens taking the L uh, to the Chiefs. This is their first loss on the year. 28 to 33 is the final score here. Of course, the Chiefs are still uh, two, uh, three and zip on the year. The Ravens are two and one. Uh, of course, the Ravens offensively were led by quarterback Lamar Jackson, who went 22 of 43 for 267 yards. He also had 46 yards on the ground and also a touchdown there. Uh, running back Mark Ingram relieved all running backs with 103 rushing yards and also three touchdowns. Tight end Nick Boyle will lead all Baltimore receivers with four catches and 58 yards. Uh, on defense, the Ravens were led by uh, linebacker Patrick Onuwasser, who had eight total tackles, uh, safety Tony Jefferson, who had eight total tackles as well, and linebacker Kenny Young, who, had, who would have six combined tackles. Uh, on offense for the Chiefs, they were led by quarterback uh, Pat Mahomes, the third, of course, PM2, or PM3 is what I call him, 27 to 37, 374 yards through the air, also three touchdowns. Running back Damian Williams, uh, he also had a uh, Sorry, 62 yards on the ground. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy would also have 54 yards. He would also add a touchdown on the ground. And he also have a receiving touchdown. McCall Hardman would also lead all Chiefs receivers with 97 receiving yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Demarcus Robinson would also have a receiving touchdown as well. On defense, the uh, Chiefs were led by Kendall Fuller. The defensive back had eight total tackles, and also linebacker Alex Hitchens were going to have eight total tackles as well. Let's move on. We got the uh, Packers getting the win against the Broncos, 27 to 16. We got the Panthers getting their first win against the Cardinals, 38 to 20. We got the Giants getting their first win on the season against the Buccaneers, 32 to 31. And we also got the Saints here getting a win uh, against the Seahawks without Drew Brees. They go to 2-1 and one on the year. The Seahawks move down to 2-1 and one on the season. They're both 2-1 and one right now. The Saints uh, win this game, though, 33-27. to 27. Let's break down the stats here. For the Saints on offense, they were led by quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who did a pretty good job replacing Drew Brees, going 19-27 for 177 passing yards. He also threw two touchdown passes as well. Running back Alvin Kamara, would add 69 yards on the ground, also a touchdown. He also had 92 receiving yards and a touchdown as well. Wide receiver uh, Michael Thomas would also have five catches, 54 yards, and also a touchdown. On defense, the uh, Saints were led by defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, who had 12 total tackles. Also linebacker Demario Davis, who would have nine total tackles, and also safety Von Bell, who would also have nine total tackles. For the Seahawks, of course, Russell Wilson would have a pretty good game for them. He had 30, he went 32 of 40, uh, 32 of 50, excuse me, for 432 of 50 for 406 yards. He also had two touchdowns. He also had 51 rushing yards. On the ground, Chris Carson would lead the way with 53 rushing yards. And uh, TJ Lockett would have 11 catches for 154 yards and a touchdown. And tight end Will Disley would also have six uh, catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. On defense, the Seahawks were led by linebacker Bobby Wagner. He had 18 total tackles. And linebacker KJ Wright would have 13 total tackles. So a lot of hitting from the Seahawks side. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get the win. Let's move on. We got the Texans getting it done 
against the Chargers. 27 to 20 is the final score here. The, tight, the Texans, excuse me, moved to two and one on the year. The Chargers are now one and two. For the Texans, of course, Deshaun Watson did his thing. He went 25 of 34 for 351 yards. He also threw these. Uh, through uh, three touchdown passes, running back Carlos Hyde would get a rushing touchdown as well. In the air, wide receiver uh, Kenny Stills would catch four passes for 89 yards. Tight end Jordan Akins would have three catches, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. And tight end Darren Fells would also get a receiving touchdown on top of that. On defense, the Texans were led by defensive back Jonathan Joseph. He would get nine total tackles. Defensive end J.J. Watt would get five total tackles and two sacks. And defensive Defensive end Whitney Merciless will get five total tackles and a sack as well. For the Chargers, of course, Phillip Rivers will get the start. He went 31 of 46 for 318 yards. He also had two touchdowns. Running back Austin Eckler will go for 36 yards on the ground. Also, wide receiver Keenan Allen would have 13 total catches for 183 yards and also two touchdowns. Uh, for defense, uh, of course, the Chargers had a lot of help from linebacker Thomas Davis, who had seven total tackles and also. Also, safety, Roger Teamer, who got seven total tackles as well. Let's move on. The Steelers get a uh, take another loss. They are now 0-3 and three on the year. Everything is, is falling apart for them at this point. Uh, this season has not been a good start. Of course, Ben uh, Roethlisberger is out. They lost their best key offensive pieces outside of him during the offseason. Of course, we already know about the Antonio Brown saga and also the Le'Veon Bell saga. So it just doesn't get better for them. The Steelers fall on this one to the Niners 20-24 to with the final score. Uh, let's move on to the final game, the nightcap, the well, the big-time marquee matchup, at least uh, between, well, at least between two of the more popular teams. Uh, this is the primetime matchup between the Rams and the Browns. The Rams get this one 20 to 13. The Rams go to 3 and 0 on the year. The Browns currently sit at 1 and 2. For the Rams on offense, of course, Jared Goff led the way uh, into, through the air at least with two, uh, going 24 38 for 269 passing yards. Also two touchdowns, but he did throw for two interceptions too. Rod Gurley, uh, uh, sorry, running back Todd Gurley uh, led all the Rams with 43 rushing yards. Uh, Brandon Cooks will lead all Rams receivers with eight. Uh, uh, eight receptions, 100 and uh, sorry, eight receptions and 112 yards. Cooper Cup, the other wide receiver, would have uh, 11 catches for 102 yards and also two touchdown catches. On defense, the Rams would be led by defensive tackle Michael Brockers. He had six total tackles. Defensive back Akeem Talib had five total tackles. Defensive end Aaron Donald would go on to have four total tackles and a sack. And even linebacker Clay Matthews would get on the sack party. He would also have three total tackles to add to that as well. For the Browns, of course, Baker Mayfield led uh, led them with 18, going 18 to 36 for 195 yards. He would go on to throw for a touchdown and an interception. Running back Nick Chubb had 96 rushing yards. Wide receiver uh, Jarvis Landry would have three catches and 62 yards. And OBJ would have six catches and 56 yards. Uh, tight end Demetrius Harris would catch a touchdown pass as well. On defense, the Rams, I'm sorry, the Browns were led by defensive back T.J. Carey, who had seven total tackles and an interception. And uh, 
and also Justin Burris, the safety. He had four total tackles and an interception as well. Um, some takeaways from this game. Uh, the Browns, uh, defensively, they played pretty damn good. They was able to pick off Jared Goff twice. Jared Goff is a pretty damn good quarterback, especially at home. They also did some good things on the running side of their defense as well. Uh, keeping Todd Gurley down to just 43 yards. Uh, one thing they could not do was shut down Brandon, Cook, uh, Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup. Uh, again, uh, the, the Browns gave up some uh, really big plays on the back end in that secondary. Uh, they did make some plays there as well, but it was almost like feast or famine looked like to me. And uh, for the most part, what the Rams were able to do, uh, they shut down the two, the two uh, top receivers, OBJ and, and Jarvis Landry. Both kept uh, below uh, below a significant average. Uh, OBJ had six total catches. Jarvis Landry only had three. And Baker Mayfield did not look that great. So, uh the Rams played a full, complete game. I think the, uh, the Rams played a full, complete game. I think the Browns played a really good defensive game. Uh, but again, I think, uh, you know, it just it just didn't come all together for them again this week. Yeah, that's all I can say for this one. Uh, for tomorrow, we have Monday Night Football, of course. We have the Bears, who are at 1-1. One one. They will be taking on the Redskins, who, now, who are currently sitting at zero and two i got the bears now one uh they probably won't score a lot of points but i mean what are you gonna get from the redskins i don't think you're gonna get a, a win from them so i think the, the bears get this one in a really boring uh not necessarily a lopsided game uh but again a boring low scoring game but the bears get it done all right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll be talking some baseball. We'll be going over the news there, as well as all the top scores from the day, and then also we'll be going over the standings as well. So I'll be right back, y'all. All right, y'all, I am back. Let's wrap everything up for tonight. Let's talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, let's go with the news uh, coming out of the MLB to wrap up the week. Uh, this first one is going to be about some losers, uh, some all-time losers this year. The Kansas City Royals have suffered their 100th loss this season. This time it was to the Twins today, 12-8. to 12-8. The Royals are the fourth team this year to lose 100 or more games. You also got Detroit, Baltimore, and Miami uh, that have done this as well. And this is a record tying. Uh, this, well, this has been done only one other time in the MLB. I believe it was, yes, it was done in 2000. Uh, so, again, there's a lot of trash teams this year. With that being said, there's a lot of good teams this year. Uh, there are three teams with 100 or more wins, and uh, that includes the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros. Uh, there could be one more to add that group uh, to add to that group. We're looking at the Braves, uh, the Minnesota Twins, and also the Oakland A's. They're at 96, 95, and 94 games respectively. Uh, so again. Um, just to, just to, just to reiterate the Royals suck we've been on this uh, but again the whole you know four teams with a hundred losses that does not happen a whole lot uh, but again uh, these teams Detroit Baltimore and Miami and also like I said the Royals it's been a long time coming uh, there's been some uh, things to, to just transpire with these uh, organizations for one the Royals they pretty much fell off and reset their roster ever since their Royal Series one I believe that was in 2016 uh, for the Detroit Tigers pretty much the same thing their owner died recently I want to say 
within the last two uh, two years or so. So they've been trying to put back the pieces of that. They let go of a lot of uh, uh, pieces, a lot of playoff pieces. So again, they've been trying to build for Baltimore. I really don't know what to make of them. Uh, they've been, I mean, they've been, I mean, trash for a while. Uh, there has been a, uh, there was a, a period of time where they were making the postseason. Uh, I think in 2016 they made it back to back or something like that. From 2014 to 2015 or maybe 2016 they were making the playoffs. Uh, but, but again, before that they weren't that good. Now again they're not that good. Uh, they made some trades in the past that kind of did not work in their favor. Uh, so now that's what they're dealing with. And in terms of Miami, again, kind of the same thing. Uh, they've been built, destroying it with building this team for a very long time uh, since they've uh, became the Miami Marlins, really. And they've been pretty much struggling since then uh, again. So like I said, to reiterate, we have four teams this year uh, that are really just trash, 100 100 losses on the year again this ties for a baseball record but with the same with at the same token we have some really good teams in baseball uh, at the same time so again there you got to take the good with your bad but let's move on uh we have to talk about a divisional clinch uh, let's talk about the astros they finally did it they clinched the al west division uh our outfielder george springer hit a career high three home runs and pitcher justin verlander picked up his 20th win of the year uh would just get would just give up six hits and two runs uh this uh the 20th win leads all of baseball this is i believe this is the fifth time he's done this in his career or something like that uh where he got 20 wins on the year uh but they beat the los angeles angels 13 to 5 uh, of course this wraps up like i said the ao west division uh now uh, currently the astros are 100 102 and 54 this is currently the best record in baseball with the best record in baseball they can host the world series this is the first time houston has uh, has won a division of title back to back since they were able to win three straight from 1997 and 1990 through 1997 through 1999. And this is their this is their ninth um, divisional title in total. So again, uh, they've been uh, they they haven't been that great over well they got great over the past few years so again like i said this is their second uh second straight divisional title of course we know about them winning the world series a couple years ago in 2017 and they're looking to be def the definite favorite uh going into this offseason or going into this playoffs uh, the, uh for george springer he hit those home runs in the, his first three at bats so one after the other after the other uh currently he has 12 leadoff home runs this year which is currently just one behind Alfonso Soriano. Uh, if you don't know about Alfonso Soriano, he is a Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken, for the Yankees back in the early to mid 2000s. So he, uh, for George Springer, he is just one home run away, uh, one leadoff home run away from breaking that record or tying that record. And of course, a leadoff hitter, for those of you who may not know, is just the first hitter to go at bat. That's the leadoff hitter, the first, the first, the first batter. And so this is why this um, this stat here is pretty important because again you don't uh, home runs are not necessarily a premium of a of a leadoff hitter they usually just hit to get on base they usually just hit uh, to be a person that's brought in uh, by another power hitter so uh, for a leadoff hitter to just have the power that George Springer has again I think he has 38 home runs on the season I could be off with that number but again just to have some power in that uh, opening lineup spot again is going to throw a lot of teams off a lot of uh, you know a crook in a lot of teams playing so again just one of those things that the Houston Nationals have that other teams just don't have and this is why uh, they're as good as, as they are but let's move on to the scores from today 
today. We're going to start off in the AL uh, with the Mariners taking a loss to the Orioles 1-2. The Blue Jays take a loss to the Yankees 3-8. The Nationals, uh, they take a loss to the Marlins 3-5. The Red, Sins, the Red Sox, not the Redskins, excuse me. The Red Sox uh, get a win in Tampa versus the Rays 7-4. Uh, the Chicago White Sox take a loss to the Tigers 3-6. The Giants get a win against the Braves 4-1. Uh, the uh, the Brewers get it done against the Pirates four to three. The uh, the Royals lose to the Twins. We talked about this one eight to twelve. The Astros uh, beat the Angels thirteen to fifteen. We also talked about that one as well. Uh, for the Cardinals, uh, they have basically uh, they're close. I don't want to say they basically sewn it up, but they are close to sewing up that NL Central. They get a win and a, a series sweep over the Cubs three to two. This was the Cubs' uh, worst nightmare. Uh, the Cardinals for the Cardinals. They were led by first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, who had two hits and two RBIs. Right fielder Dexter Fowler also hit an RBI as well, and so did uh, shortstop Paul DeJong. Uh, the pitcher, uh, the winning pitcher, was Miles Mikolas. Uh, he went for seven innings, gave up three hits, but just one on run. He also had four strikeouts as well. For the Cubs, they got uh, a they got two hits and an RBI from their outfielder Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, moving on, the Rangers. Get a, a win against the A's, eight to three. For the Rangers, they were led by the defensive. Uh, sorry, not the defensive, but their designated hitter, Sinjin Chu, who had two hits, two RBIs. Also, Elvis Andrews would hit a two would hit a two run home run, and also left fielder Willie Calhoun would get two hits and two RBIs. Pitcher Lance Lynn would get the win, going for five innings, giving up seven hits and just two earned runs. But he has twelve strikeouts on top of that. For the A's, they were led by shortstop Mark. Marcus Simeon, who had two hits in an RBI, and Jurickson Profar, he had three hits in an RBI as well. Let's move on. We got the Diamondbacks getting it done against the Padres, four to six. The Rockies, uh, they take a loss to the Dodgers, four to seven. And finally, in the big time matchup, the Indians were able to pull off a big win against the Phillies, ten to one. For the Phillies, they got an RBI by JT Realmuto, their catcher. And for the Indians, uh, they got some work from Oscar Mercado, who had a three. 3-1 home run. The uh, DH designated, aka designated hitter, friend Mil Reyes hit a two-run home run as well. Right fielder Yasiel Puig had two hits and two RBIs. And pitcher uh, Albert Pluko got the start. He went for four innings, uh, gave up four hits and an earned run and three strikeouts. But you got the bullpen coming up, getting the sealing the deal with uh, three strong innings, giving up no earned runs and also five strikeouts. So let's move on to the standings. We're going to start off in the A. East. The Yankees, of course, are on top. They are 102 and 55. They clinched their division over the weekend as well. They are 64 in their last 10. Up next, we have the Rays, who are 92 and 64. They are 5 and 5 in their last 10. Up next, uh, we have the Red Sox here in the third place spot, 81 and 74. And rounding out the bottom, we have the Blue Jays and the Orioles. The Blue Jays are 63 and 93, and the Orioles are 51 and 105. Off to the AL Central, where we have the Twins here. They are still on top. They are 96 and 60. They are 7 and 3 in their last 10. Up next, we have the Indians at 92 and 64, just four games back, and they are 7 and 3 in their last 10. Up next, we have the White Sox at 68 and 87. And at the bottom, we have the Royals.
Royals at 57 and 100, and the Tigers at 46 and 109. We're going to go off to the AL West, where the Astros, of course, have won that division. They are 102 and 54, 7 and 3 in the last 10. Up next, we have the A's at 94 and 62, just 8 and 2 in the last 10. So they're getting hot, uh, but again, they were not able to win that division. And finally, we have the Rangers here at 75 and 81, and at the bottom, we have the Angels at 70 and 86, and the Mariners at 66 and 90. For the wild card, of course, the A's still have that first place spot. Like I said, they are 94 and 62. And after the two other spots, uh, it's up for grabs. Well, the second spot is still up for grabs between the Rays and the Indians. They're currently tied at 92 and 64. Let's move on to the NL East. Uh, let's start off with the Braves. They are the first place team here in that division. Actually, they won that division over the weekend as well. 96 and 61. They're gone 5 and 5 in the last 10. Like I said, they wrapped up the division. They currently have a playoff spot. Now they are just playing the waiting game. Up next, we have the Nationals at 85 and 69. They've gone 5 and 5 in the last 10. Up next, we have the Mets at 81 and 74. They've gone 6 and 4 in the last 10. And the Phillies look like they have been eliminated or they have eliminated themselves. They are currently at a 79 and 75. They've gone 4 and 6 in the last 10. And of course, at the bottom of the NL East are the Marlins at 54 and 101. Let's move off to the National League Central. We have the Cubs, or sorry, the Cardinals on top, 89 to 67. They've gone seven and three in the last 10. Like I said, they currently clinch a playoff spot. They just need to pull off that division. Uh, up next, we have the Brewers, though. They are in the second place spot. Just get, uh, three games back, 86 and 70 is their current record, and they've gone eight and two in the last 10. Up next, we have the Cubs at 82 and 74, seven games back, four and six in the last 10. They have been pretty much eliminated from all playoff talk actually they're still kind of in that wild card mix and uh finally bringing up the rear we have the reds at 73 and 83 and the pirates at 64 uh, sorry 65 and 91 let's move off to the nl west where the dodgers are still on top they are 156 that is their current record they've gone six and four in the last 10 in the course they have also clinched that division we have the diamondbacks here at 80 and 76 uh, they are five and five in their last 10 we have the giants at 75 and 81 the padres at 70 and 86 and rounding out the rear in the nl west we have the rockies at 67 and 80 let's take a look at that wild card of course the brewers are on top of that race they are 80 uh, 86 and 70 of course we have the nationals in that second place spot 85 and 69 if that if the season were to end tomorrow it would be the brewers and the nationals of course facing off of that wild card uh, we also have one more team in the mix uh, you have the cubs it's a very outside chance but they are 82 and 74 uh, but they are four and six in their last 10 but I, so i don't think it's gonna happen all right y'all i'm going to call it a wrap for today i will be back tomorrow night we're going over some college football I'll give you guys the top 25 for the start of the week going into week uh it will be week five at this point for college football we also will be going over a complete injury report i mentioned some injuries saturday we got to get into the details on those i'll also be going over some monday night football of course we have the bears and the redskins taking off against each other there and then as far as tuesday is concerned i'll be having a word on the street segment for you guys so you guys take a look out for that uh as far as that is concerned i am out of here if you're looking to get in touch with me hit me up on my email 
at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. Eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Again, I got the 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 Instagram and the Facebook page. You can look me up there at L Jamal Johnny. Once again, that is L Jamal Johnny. E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. You can also hit me up on my Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounds. I will be keeping you guys posted there on what's going on with the show. Just be sharing some content with you guys on there as well, as well as some uh, links. Uh, I got a PayPal and a Cash App in case you guys are looking to make donations. Anything uh, will be uh, anything will be uh, very well received. And I'm grateful for it. So uh, again, I, I can be. Re- I told you guys where to reach me at. I'm gonna call the raffle tonight. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I'll talk to you guys later on.